Look, dude, I'm all honestly, dude, like I don't want to hang out with you guys. I don't want to be on this podcast. I'm only on this podcast because I want to talk about Camille's diet, dude. Like, hey, what uh, is this started, guy? We started recording already. It's it's recording. Um, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Do you want to take it back? Know- what this Indian guy is eating, dude, because have you seen him? Like, the guy went from looking like Adam Sandler to looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bro. Sw- like, Swan- like Schwarzenegger? Now, bro. Schwarzenegger? That's Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. He's soared above Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no. He's Schwarzenegger. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful brown man, dude. Oh my god, dude! Have you seen pictures, dude? dude like of of Camille uh, Nanjiani? Like yes, bro. Was- he went from looking like Donald Glover to looking like freaking Terry Smith, dude. Is it- no, Terry Crews. Terry, Terry Crews. Yeah, whole bunch of making up everybody's name today, dude. <laughs> I know. He's changing Smith. everyone's name right now, dude. Terry Smith and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I want all of them in a movie. That's the new cast of the freaking uh, Untouchables. Yes, yes. Arnold, Swanson, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Terry Sw- Terry Smith. Terry Smith, dude. That's like those, uh, like the knockoff versions of all these movies. Like that's the Chapa version, dude. Yes, exactly. Like, he- headlined by freaking. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's like taking John like Van. like the Baldwin John brothers. Van, damn it! He, it yeah, almost exactly. sounds like the Baldwin brothers, and you just make up a Baldwin brother, like yeah. Daniel Baldwin. Like what? Just like some random guy that looks like each other, right? <laughs> Osvaldo Baldwin. It's Osvaldo. <laughs> Erlindo Baldwin. Oh my god! Oh, you can bring out the Erlindo, dude. I like that. I got gotta keep the legacy going, there dude. You go, dude. Oh my god! If I have uh, if I have a son. You know, homeboy is gonna be Erlindo, dude. It's gonna be Erlindo Thrasher. Well, no, it's not gonna be Helwar. Helwar, yeah, heck yeah, dude. Bro, Helwar, every time, every time I mention that, Swanson, Smith, Ruano. That's every time I mentioned that to to Claudia, tell her that we have a long lost cousin named Helwar. She goes, Helwar. What kind of name is Helwar? It's like it's just so weird, dude. Helwar. <laughs> I love it. It's a trip. I love every bit of it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the first voice you heard out there, dude. Yes, you heard right. That's Uno back in the fold. Yeah, but for real, like, what is this fool eating, dude? Like, how did he go, <laughs> go from back to like the last sick? He how did he go from the big sick to like freaking like Terminator? Like, what happened, dude? What is this fool eating, dude? <laughs> At least he said the name of the movie right. He didn't say like Penetrator or something. Penetrator. <laughs> That's another movie. That's Jeff. another. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Another... It's like the parody, the porno the parody. parody. <laughs> no, because oh, you. Got... Okay, God. wait, 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 wait. Pause. Like, okay, he put out like that one picture right before like the movie was released, and that like, he was announced that he was an eternal. But recently, there was a picture of that fool coming out of an LA Fitness or an Equinox. I don't know, but he is looking jacked, dude. He is looking ready for Macho Man movie night, dude. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, bro, he, he, yeah, dude, if you see those pictures of him, dude, like that, it's just like, dude, it's crazy. Like, body transformation, he's bro. Bigger. Yeah, he's he's huge. He's just like, wait, what? This is the same guy from, like you said, the the Big Sick, or the what was the other? Sick, dude. What was that other thing, uh, uh, Silicon Valley that was in? Silicon Valley, dude, there's, yes. There's, there's no way he was, like, 
anywhere close no, to that, dude. Bro. No, dude. It yeah. looks, this food, like the way he looks now, it looks like he ate the food from Silicon Valley, dude. <laughs> all of them. He ate all of them, food, and turned it into muscle. Kid, all of them. Every dude. single yes. one of them. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on a new episode of the Beta Report. I'm the con. We got Uno. You heard Uno. What up? Hey, guys. And we got Jay, too. What's up, Jay? Oh, hi. That's right, everybody. We got a new episode for you guys. We'll be talking about... We're going to be just talking about Camille Nanjiani's body right now. That's all. Pretty much, dude. Yeah. And then That's we'll talk about... It like, like, has to be from, like, crown to, like... Crown to crotch. Oh, no, no. Like, we'll go even further than that. We'll, like, do the whole thing. Every- okay. First of all, like, his hair just looks immaculate right now, dude. Like, it looks... Fantastic. Almost as close as good as like Uno's hair right now. Oh, um, but he is <laughs> goddamn right. Um, it's it's looking pretty feathery and uh it's it's just all around silky. Um and again, I'm not talking about Camille Nunji, I'm talking about Uno right now. That means oh, yes. Yeah. it is just flowing like an ocean of of just black silk. <laughs> it is like a raven's feathers. My fiance cuts my hair. It's beautiful. It's I wonderful. pay nothing. When me on the other side looking like a broccoli head, apparently. But you know what? That's <laughs> <laughs> what we gotta do. Bro, that it's kid and play that kid and play look is 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 dope, dude. You hey, get, you know what? The kids love it. Get the bring kids it out here. This is this is indeed what's hot out in the streets right now. I had my I had, I had my kids uh, dictate well what uh kind of haircut. I was uh, I needed to get, and this is what they went for. So I'm cool with that. Are you serious? They said do the kid and play cut. I didn't call it the kid and play. I don't know what they call it, but this is the this is essentially the look that they wanted for me. So you know what? I went to, I went ahead and just did it. Hey, when they saw it, were they like, "What? Yeah." No, they were first pretty. They were tripping out because I didn't have like my big old fro uh, anymore. And by the way, Uno, all those things that you were sending me on Instagram are fantastic. What is that guy's name? Like Fernando. Fernando bass player or something like that. That dude is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is what I was trying to style my look after, uh, but it just didn't work out. I mean, it has, like, a beautiful beard. That's dope. <laughs> That's well, since we've been talking about Camille Nanjiani, it'd be good to go jump into the 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 stuff that we've been... Uh, we've been... Uh, not watching, but I guess that we've been exposed to from Disney. Uh, they, they put out... Uh, when was it? This it was this week, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I was on Monday actually. Yeah, so Monday, uh, Marvel put out a like, Marvel Studio celebrates the movies, sort of like a little sizzle reel of all the movies that they've had, and you know the the last couple of ten years. <laughs> it's what we call in the business a sizzle reel. Yeah, right. I'm just trying to use uh, Hollywood speak over here, and uh, <laughs> so they showed all these movies, but then towards the middle of it, they began showing. Uh, or at least talking about the new movies that are coming out this year, next year, all the way up to 2023. And I think the surprise that we had was that they started showing um, the actual titles of some of these movies. So I thought we'd talk about a little bit about what we think, what we expect, what are what was the most exciting part, because we actually got to see, like, I don't know, five seconds of The Eternals, uh, which we haven't seen a actual true legit trailer for that movie yet so um and that movie's coming with so much clout and that movie dude I, you know marvel dude marvel's just so like they're so strategic man 
That that's why they're so successful, and I, we'll talk about it when we get to Eternals. I don't know. Is that what you guys want to talk about first? We just jump into Eternals, and I want to talk about one thing and one thing only. And that's <clears throat> Kumil's physical transformation again. Somebody tell me what the hell is this guy eating? Is it unicorn? Is it apparently he's eating? Like what the hell is this guy eating? Does he eat Jumanji? I don't know, man, but he's uh, he's definitely doing something because he's he's pretty jacked. Dude, okay, okay, let's let's do this really quick. So, whose physical transformation was better? Is it Chris Pratt? You like Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt, to uh, where it's like Star Lord, Star like Star Lord in in Guardians of the Galaxy Part One because I think it was a little more like fit in that movie than in Part Two, or who else had a pretty like big physical change paul rudd maybe because he like had ad, got abs for ant-man you know he had like that shirtless scene looking pretty good uh or is it cool meal cool meal no bro this is ridiculous dude, bro this it's like, it's no. by far Kumil yes. nanjiani has the craziest body transformation by far craziest i mean chris pratt like he lost weight and got you know he got trim i guess if you want to say you know you know, he's this who went eating. from looking like freaking Max Holloway to Bro, he looks like like freaking Mini Hulk, bro. Like he's got that definition in his body, bro. It's crazy. It's not even not 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 even kidding, bro. Like you guys look it up. He has everybody out there look it up. Google Kumail Nunjiani uh new body or something like that, dude. And you'll see the freaking pictures, dude. That fool has veins like on his freaking shoulders and going up to his neck, dude, this looks crazy. It looks crazy, dude. So, dude, so are you guys trying to say that he's gonna be the new Wolverine or what? Uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that, but uh, hey, you know what are you talking about? Yeah, dude, look at that, great. bro. He look, looks. Look at those arms, heck, dude. Dude, like I could, How's... I could have a whole picnic under his his shoulders, dude. <laughs> Bro, he just like I could host a family of six underneath his shoulders, bro. Bro, he he just has to lift his arms like up, and then it, like provides shade for a family of like. Like I heard eight. Disneyland put in a bid for the land between his shoulders and biceps, so they could put in a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious, bro. All right, so let's talk Eternals, right? Since we were talking about Camille Nanjiani, and I'm sure there'll be more than. Wait, just are you sure you don't want this? Are you guys sure you don't want this? <laughs> Did you just do that right now? No, no, no. it's on the internet. It is on the internet. Oh, it's on the internet, dude. Uh, Jay just you showed know, us. Yana's Wolverine as a new Wolverine, dude. Jay just showed us a picture of a photoshopped uh, Wolverine with Camila Gianni's face on it. No, dude. You know, <clears> okay, okay. We're gonna get. We're totally going on a sidebar here, but I don't want like. I don't want sex symbol Wolverine. Thank you, Hugh Jackman. That was great. We love you. A plot. But, bro, I want them to find a freaking 5-4 Wolverine, bro. Like, I want them to be true. I want this to, like, blow people out of the water. Like, dude, it should be the con. <sighs> no, you want me to go audition for it, bro, but... You should, dude. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll pass the uh, test there, but... I'll go. I'll do it. You know what? All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll audition for it. I'll take a. Bravo. I'll, I'll take the job away from uh, the Hollywood elite. 
<laughs> that's right, dude. That's uh, you deserve it. There it is, bro. That's it. It's done. I'll be I'll be saying bub to everybody. Hey, bub. <laughs> Just to practice. All right, let's talk about Eternals. Let's uh, sidetrack. Let's go back into this uh, Eternals movie. Um, all right, this is why I think it's a big, big deal, guys. It's a big deal. This movie was directed by Chloe Zhao. If that name does not sound familiar, guys, Chloe Zhao just literally just won the Oscar for Best Picture and Best Director for Nomadland. Now, I haven't seen that movie. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, I saw it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I mean, I don't know if it's good enough to win the Best Picture or uh, Best Director, but from what I've heard from people saying that they, 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 the movie's good, there's a, there's a human element to the movie, there's heart to that movie, and people are thinking, well, now she's going to put that into a Marvel movie in The Eternals. And not too long ago, guys, around, I'm going to say February or January, there was um, out on Twitter where some some executives were shown a cut of the movie. This is before Nomadland was, you know, they were talking about this being an Oscar movie. So maybe it was sometime last year. They saw a cut of the movie and they were blown away. That was the rumor that these Marvel execs were like blown away. They haven't seen a movie like that. They were just really impressed by what Chloe Zhao did. So obviously we haven't seen any, this movie was supposed to come out in November last year. So you know, that should have been a trailer release, right? Yeah. Wait, pause. Hold on. We know this movie is, movie is good because you just pounded the table and we heard you pound the table. Oh, really? When you said, you know this movie's good. <laughs> I'm just saying, this movie was supposed to come out in November of last year, so you know that we should have had a trailer by now. But we haven't got a trailer. Why is that? Well, this is why I think if they knew that this movie was, when they saw the cut of this movie and how good it wait, was. Wait, 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 Jeff, hold on. Wait, go why is that? I'll tell you why. Okay, cool. They knew how good this movie was once they saw the cut, and Nomadland got nominated for an Oscar. And so they looked at, okay, wait, she's got a good movie with, with the Eternals. Nomadland got nominated. She might win. Now they can market this movie directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao within their marketing. Yep, 100%. Um, automatically already, dude, this is, it raises the 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 level of this movie to the point that now they have a best picture and best director on this movie and they can put plaster that all over posters and everything dude so i mean they, i mean marvel just so freaking smart and so strategic when they do their yep. things dude and so now you got you know it's a big deal now now you have an academy award winner on it and so uh the cast is amazing angelina jolie salma hayek camille nunciani uh, some of the bigger names on there. The uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, Game of Thrones, Robert something, right? Can't remember his name right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name. So he's he's in that movie and everything. So I mean, uh, I, I'm 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 assuming this movie's gonna be great, but uh, the fact that we only saw a couple seconds, man, the movie looks. I mean, there's not enough there's, to say the movie looked wait. great. Richard Madden. So. Richard Madden. Yes. Not Robert. It's Richard not Madden. Robert. What the? F- My sorry. <laughs> Richard Madden. So yeah, dude. Is I it don't... because you were thinking like, oh, Robert Stark? That's the one I was thinking. That's why. Okay, cool. Because he's Robert Stark, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Rob Stark. Rob Stark. But dude, more importantly, and- Jon Snow is in this movie. I was going to say, he's doing the freaking Game of Thrones connection, dude. Kid Harrington, but they didn't even. I wonder if we're uh, going to see him in the actual full trailer of that movie, though. 
this movie is insanely stacked, dude. Because also, um, I mean, granted, she's not as an accomplished actress yet, but Millie, Millie Bobby Brown is also in this. Eleven. Wait, she's in the uh, Eternals. Yeah. No, she isn't. There's a there is a, a younger girl in this movie, but it's not Millie Bobby Brown. For you tripping? <laughs> He's good. <laughs> not every young actress is Millie check. Bobby Brown, bro. Bro, I just I just googled Eternals cast and Millie Bobby Brown is on here, dude. Who's she playing? What's her name? What's her name in the movie? They don't put it on there because it might be a surprise. I might have just like leak. <laughs> I like. I'm serious. <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah, we have a new exclusive. Like groundbreaking exclusive by Uno himself. Yeah, bro. Look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Boom. Told you. Boom. 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 I don't think that's correct. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> But it might be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're you stumbled onto something. The the universe gave you a free one this time, dude. A free one out of the millions and yep. millions and millions of uh, Beta Report exclusives I've brought. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, guys. Millie Bobby Brown is in this movie, and I had no idea. <laughs> Wonderful. No, okay, but look, okay, Angelina Jolie, superstar. Salma Hayek, superstar. Kit Harrington, star, star, Richard Madden, star, Kumail Nanjiani, future, <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani. replacement of The Rock, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Swanson, Schwarzenegger, the freaking Schwarzenegger, dude, Schwarzenegger. All right, let's go to the next movie that they showed the actual title to, The Marvels, which is supposed to be Captain Marvel two. Now, they call it the Marvels because we're going to have three Captain Marvels, or at least three people who had the Marvel name in their characters. We have Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. We have um, Monica Rambeau, right, who's in the comics, the original Captain Marvel. So I'm not sure how they're going to play that in because she actually, um, excuse me, her mom is the original Captain Marvel. That's how it is. And so she's in this movie too. We last saw her in WandaVision which um, she was pretty great in that, too. We saw her have actual powers there. And then we have Miss Marvel, which is Kamala Khan. No relation to me. She, who, uh, <laughs> she is a uh, younger um, uh, new character that will be in, on a Disney Plus series who's very popular, actually. She, um, has, uh, she has powers as well, but her, she's a huge, like a super fan of Captain Marvel. So we're going to have all three of them in this movie, and I'm assuming that's why they call it the Marvels. So uh, that's going to be interesting. I think they, I like how in WandaVision, they're already kind of creating some kind of backstory, or not a backstory, but a, a sort of a uh, um, arc already story about um, Monica not liking or having some kind of grudge with Carol Danvers' character. So that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to the Miss Marvel series too, so that should be pretty cool. I don't know, but do you guys have any thoughts about the Marvels? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be pretty dope. I love all the work that they're doing to do. I think that's where you're going with what you just said right now, but like all the stuff that they're doing for the new Avengers uh, series that I'm sure they're already they already have in the plan because both 
both the Wanda's sons are part of the new Avengers. Obviously, Ms. Marvel is a part of the new uh, Avengers. And also uh, Isaiah Bradley, which was... Uh, um, didn't really have, like, a huge part in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. But um, uh, but he's in there, too. So I like all these, like, little connections that they're making. And I'm sure that this one is going to just uh, put that, you know, forward to just kind of putting Miss Marvel or Kamala Khan as like a pretty important part of like that team. So yeah, I think it's dope, dude. I just, what I don't, I guess what I'm so like trying to grasp at is like, what's going to bring them all together. Like what is going to, I know that, you know, Kamala Khan is like a fan of Captain Marvel. Monica Rambeau kind of knew her when she was younger. Uh, so I guess they have these kind of like connections, but what is going to like force them to kind of come together and like, work together and be the marvels and if that is going to branch off to be like its own little like franchise too or i don't know it's curious well probably i like the fact that they're like having these uh disney plus series and connecting them to the larger mcu right because we're going to have you know um a uh, monica rambo's character go from wandavision directly to the big screen the uh miss marvel is going to be from you know the small screen to the big screen that's just really cool that they're just investing so much time and investing in these actors to be part of the mcu too so uh that was that was pretty pretty dope so they have like um, i feel like we haven't like we haven't even given that too much of like thought either but has that ever been done before where shows connect directly to films and like films kind of influence the shows too like i don't know i just feel like that's some like groundbreaking stuff dude nah. i think it is because they're they're you know obviously this is phase four that we're looking into and they started phase four with wandavision i mean it's a tv series not an actual movie but then again they're 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 pouring like buckets of cash into these series to make them the production values are insane man like wandavision you go back and look at some of these episodes and they're like you know the, the production value is through the roof man it looks incredible and and even kevin feige had said it's almost like a you know six what eight hour six episodes or eight episodes so like an eight hour movie type of thing where it's like the production value is there like a movie i mean they're spending like 20 25 million per episode in that i don't know how much they spend on on um on uh, Falcon Winter Soldier uh, or Captain America Winter Soldier, but uh, you know the production value is there. So yeah, it's it, like you said, groundbreaking, man. They're making these series into. But I heard. Oh, oh, <laughs> he's. I know you guys can't see this because we're like you know on Zoom right here, but Uno had this face just waiting to say <laughs> what he just said, man. And I'm looking at him just waiting to see when he's gonna burst in. But go ahead, man. What what you heard? What I heard, Kevin Feige did not want to give away too much of the MCU's cinematic aspect in the TV show aspect because he knew that going to the theater, he did not want to have an audience missing out on an aspect, a key aspect of the story because they didn't watch the show. So there's always going to be some sort of limitation in regard to the congruence and connection. Is that right, Jay? Nice, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Congruence and connection between the TV shows and the actual movies. So I do want to say that we should come into this with realistic expectations. We're not going to get a revelation of the Fantastic Four on a TV show, and we're not going to get any sort of deep, significant 
connection between the TV shows and the cinematic universe. We're always going to get some sort of fan service, some sort of arbitrary connection. And I want everyone to just remember that and not be mad when like Chris Evans doesn't come out on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that Richard Reed isn't revealed on WandaVision. You guys just calm down and calm, stop setting these high expectations. <laughs> Me? <laughs> the heck? I had nothing to do with it. Although, Wait, there's, although there's one part of that you need to redact really quick because it's not Falcon and Winter Soldier anymore, bruh. He is, in fact, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, dude. And the inter- interesting part, what you're saying, I mean, I think that from a marketing... Jeff, wait, listen, no, stop. Listen, listen. Stop. No, wait, wait, wait. They what? must. You know what, JVN? I want to apologize Thank because you. you are right. We should not be referring to him as... Falcon or Black Falcon. Black Falcon. Yes, thank you. It's Captain America now. Yep. Put some respect on that man's name. There it my is. power is my ability to believe that we can do better. Mm. That speech, bro. That speech. But look, mm. what I'm saying go, is, go ahead, proceed. I just think that yeah. that it's a in a marketing standpoint. Don't you think that making people sign up for Disney Plus to not miss these shows would be the way to go? And have these people say, oh, you, you don't miss it because then you're going to miss some of these big things that are happening. And it's sort of like that where there's huge things happening in these shows that are impacting the actual cinematic universe. I mean, like they announced the day after the premiere of the final episode or that same day, I believe, that they're making a Captain America 4 with Sam Wilson, Captain America. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, that's pretty significant that this is this is impacting the actual cinematic uh, universe. So, I don't know, you know. And then there was just there was just recently a, a interview that Kevin Feige did that he confirmed that that uh, Doctor Strange was supposed to be in WandaVision. In fact, they had to rewrite uh, Multiverse of Madness because he didn't come out in WandaVision. So uh, the reasoning he said he didn't want to uh, finally at the end have him come out in it is because it would take away from. Uh, Wanda uh, Maximoff herself so it would take up way too much attention to her and having like you know the uh, white male savior come in and do you know that whole you know aspect of it so they said you dynamics. know what yeah that, that dynamic so they said you know what let's just stick with Wanda that's where we want the attention which I think was a smart move we all wanted to see that but you know all of, the, all of those expectations were, were brought upon ourselves. Uno kept telling me, Dr. Strange's coming out. Dr. Strange's coming out. <laughs> we're going to have Fantastic Four come out. I'm like, man. Everyone was convinced, bro. Dude, uh, so so really quick, um, because we're kind of on the topic now. This, this show is freaking off the rails already, dude. We're not, like, staying true to any one subject. So kind of having these two in, in our rear view now, which one do you hey, guys, guys have you seen your, your, your suitcase? Hold on, Dave. Let me get the question out first. Which one do you guys prefer? Which one do you guys like best? Was it WandaVision or was it Captain America and the Winter Soldier? So I do. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Uno? Yeah, go ahead. Go first. All right. I'll go first. Uh, I think that there were, it's too hard to compare the both. I think they're, oh my God. Really? We have, uh, I'm blind. I've been blinded. <laughs> blinded. I've been blinded by by by, by greatness. When I, I just guess. took when I just took his shirt off. Put your shirt back on, fool. 
And now he's showing us his arms, his Hulk arms. Dang, gorilla <laughs> arms. Oh, there's no roller coaster there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think those two shows are are like they were made so different. It's hard to compare, right? Because WandaVision was like, uh, aside from you know the sitcom format that it had at the beginning, there was a bigger mystery around there. There's like every week. That's why it you know WandaVision created so many like accounts on social media dedicated just to talking about the theories and what's coming next on WandaVision. Like, it, it just spawned so many things like that. And it was just like the, the community came alive with talking about WandaVision. Then you come over to uh, first, initially, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and you didn't get that same... I didn't feel that you got that same mm. enthusiasm from the from the community... Of, of finding out what's happening next, what's going on, where's the mystery, you know, because it wasn't that type of show. So, and that doesn't mean that it was bad. It was great. I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. They were, they were, it, where WandaVision was like a mystery show, Falcon Winter Soldier was talking about certain topics that are alive today, right? Topics about racism, about who, uh, uh, who should carry this shield? Is it, you know, such a slap in the face, right? Hey, You've done the right thing, Sam Wilson, giving us the the shield. And at the end of the episode, this is episode one. Hey, we have a new Captain America, and who's holding it? A blonde, blue-eyed, white American, right? And that it's like, dude, you should give it up. You did the right thing, but we're gonna give it to this guy. It's like th- those elements in that show about race, you know, race and about what the right thing to do. All that was it was great on Falcon, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so it's it's two different shows. So I liked them both. I kind of liked. I can't say that I I liked the mystery per, portion of WandaVision. Uh, I thought the the great thing about WandaVision was it was unexpected. You know, here on the show we were talking about that's a, such a lame name, right? WandaVision. I forgot about the title after watching the show. It was kind of like who cares what it's called? It's great. So yeah, that's that's sort of how I kind of look at both they're two different shows i enjoy them both separately in different ways nah, cop out um nah, no. <laughs> you like one or the other dude nah bro that's yeah, how it is bro that's how the con says it <laughs> Go ahead, um i really think that um it's a story about audience oh dude i'm gonna sound like a freaking film critic right now just do it so i think that wandavision is a is like i think these shows are a story centered around audience what wandavision did was it expanded the marvel audience right like i don't know about you guys but like me my fiance who is not a marvel enthusiast was enthusiastic about wandavision something about like i think part of it is being a female lead Part of it is that it integrated different genres. It felt like a comedy at times. It felt like a horror story at times. It felt like a sci-fi flick at times. It had this ability to blend different genres and therefore reach a broader audience than um, the Captain America and Winter Soldier. Um, So I think like WandaVision broadened the Marvel audience. And I think that's why we saw um, a community... Um, derive from the TV show, right? But I think, I really think that um, uh, 
the, the Falcon Winter Soldier's Captain America Winter Soldier. I think what it did to the Marvel audience is it shrunk it. Like, let's be honest here. Like, there's there was like, uh, Marvel. There was there's a segment of the Marvel audience that doesn't like Black Panther. There's an audience. Uh, uh there's an audience within Marvel that doesn't like, um, you know, Captain Marvel. That they kind of resent the inclusiveness of of Marvel. And I think that that's part of the reason why we didn't see kind of a viral response to the Captain America um, story, why we didn't see, you know, um, like a viral response to just the dynamics that were brought into play with the Falcon Winter Soldier, like a black man holding the stars and stripes. Like, what does that mean? But, you know, I think it, it narrowed the audience. So we had one show that brought in the audience and I had another show that narrowed the audience. Um, and I think that's why we didn't see as much of a community built around these TV shows. Like we did like built around these TV shows. Like that's why the, there was such a disparity. Like that's why they're, you know, like every week, Every week there was like a response in like a, a, a brooding community talking about what happened. And then the pre, the, but with the other show, it just wasn't there. Me personally, um, like I, I also think like, I like the, I like the, I like WandaVision better, better. Um, I think it became more of an accessible story. I think it was more, I don't know. There was just something, I think it just maybe better storytelling. Um, I also kind of like resented some of the stuff. Like I kind of feel like, like, um, I like I wanted to see uh, Falcon better represented, and I wanted to see Winter Soldier better represented. I think they were kind of weenies sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, dude, that that's those are my thoughts. Okay. Jay? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you guys that, that they're both kind of, uh, they're, they're both good shows and they're both good shows in their own right. The only thing that I think, and it kind of goes to what you guys were saying, that I think the WandaVision success was more our, like, self-imposed expectations towards it. Because if you kind of, like, if, if we go back and watch the show again, watch it without the expectations of, like, what's going to happen next week, I don't think it can really hold up to what uh captain america winter soldier actually brought and like the the real issues that like have have actual like societal cultural repercussions uh for us now and and i so i kind of put captain america and winter soldier ahead of wandavision only because like that one didn't need the fuel of our self-imposed expectations for it to be successful. And I feel like what it was actually saying, which again, like you guys were saying, is like relevant issues that are prevalent now. And the fact that they went ahead and said like, why don't you guys as an audience wrestle with the idea of having a black Captain America and what that actually means, like how a, a an African-American male in this country would struggle with that identity and like feeling like they can't be Captain America because there are certain expectations to it and like what that means for especially just with like everything going on now like police brutality and all that stuff that we're kind of going through now I just felt like it was so obviously it was a little on the nose and I think his speech at the end was a little on the nose too but I think it was like a conversation that had to happen or like a, a piece of of like narrative that had to be like expressed in, in like a way 
that everyone can kind of engage with it, right? Because Marvel has become like the entertainment currency that everybody utilizes now. Like everyone speaks in Marvel terms. Like there aren't any other really franchises that are doing the same thing that Marvel is doing now. And so, so for them to do something like what they did in Captain America Winter Soldier was just amazing. So to me, that like that that to me speaks volumes, and and that, like that's why I enjoy it. I feel like I enjoyed that show a lot more than than WandaVision, only because like stripped of like the expectations, I feel like WandaVision doesn't really hold up. Um, it, it was cool and everything, like it was entertaining and stuff. But I think what made it fun was us going every week trying to figure out like, oh, what's going to happen? And like, are the Fantastic Four going to come in? But I feel like not having that, if we were to go back and watch it, knowing that those things aren't going to happen, I feel like our enjoyment of the show might not be the same as it was like the first time around. Where like if we watch Captain America Winter Soldier, I feel like we'll, you can still have like that same level of enjoyment or even more so because you kind of get to see it more as a straight up just like action show uh, and again, just one of my favorite things is just seeing Sam Wilson actually use his technology to it, like <clears throat> to leverage it to like be like, like a dope hero. Like he, he, the way that he uses wings and like the shield, especially like in that last episode, was so dope. Um, so for them to be able to do that, like in the show, uh, I thought was like really cool. Um, so I think you know Captain America: Winter Soldier was probably my favorite of the two shows. So there you go. Jay thinks that Wonder Vision was not good and thinks that. Uh... Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Pretty much. In a nutshell. I'm no, just kidding. No, WandaVision was good. It was good. It, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just prefer, uh, I think I liked, um, cool, cool. I liked, uh, what's it called? Um, Captain, Captain America. America. Soldier. In the Winter Soldier. Dude, I, we, and dude, this all comes from a tangent that we were, <laughs> we, we kind of veered off a little bit. One of the other things that they showed at this, this Marvel, um, Super trailer, I guess, is the the uh, dates that are from some of these movies that are coming out. We're having one, two, three, four Marvel movies this year uh, uh, coming out. Um, then we have um, they went through twenty twenty two, and then of course twenty twenty three, which is Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and of course the last thing dude, that they showed was just a picture of Fantastic Four, and I'm just like, I'm just waiting waiting to see who are they going to cast. I'm like, can they just skip John Krasinski? Like, please don't do that. I'm hoping that it's it's him as uh, Mr. Fantastic. But we'll see. That's I'm really excited, and I'm hoping we're going to get a good cast for Fantastic Four. But I left something out because I wanted, this is the last one from this Marvel uh, trailer that I wanted to talk about, that they, we actually got the title for Black Panther 2, which is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And they did, dude. And they've already said that this movie is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, uh, and a tribute to Wakanda itself. But you know, a, a tribute to him. And they already said he's not being recast. They're not recasting another T'Challa. This is just this movie just has so much emotional package to it in a good way. You know, like it's gonna be so hard to watch that movie and not be emotional about our, you know, the loss of Chadwick Boseman. But, um. Wakanda Forever, I love it. Love that title. The question is, who's going to be Black Panther now, now that we've lost Chadwick Boseman? Who are we going to have? Who does it make sense to be the new Black Panther? Jay? I think it's pretty... I think the, the simple choice would be to make Shuri uh, 
Letitia, Letitia White, I think her name is, uh, to make her uh, the Black Panther. Because I feel like just even within the story narrative or whatever, she is like the princess. So she would, I think, be the next in line to become the Black Panther anyways. Uh, and plus she was probably one of the more engaging characters uh, um, from that entire franchise. So I think it only makes sense to give her uh, and I think in the comics, she does become Black Panther for a while too. So uh, even in that sense, it makes it makes pretty like great sense. But there are a lot of other like candidates that I think they can go with, like Lupita Nyong'o too, uh, allowing Thank her you. to be Black Panther, I think would be uh, pretty amazing. And I, I, I think people would kind of feel a little salty though, like if they don't go the Shuri route. Um, but I, I think having her be... Um, uh, having her be the uh, Black Panther would be pretty dope. And then Okoye, too. I think if they were to, like, if they were to make her Black Panther, I think uh, more than Lupita Nyong'o, I think, like, if they were, and I forget what the actress's name is, but from uh, she's from The Walking Dead, too. Michonne. And, uh, uh, Michonne, yeah, yeah. If they were, if, if they make her the Black Panther, at least even for just, like, a segment of the movie or something like that, I think people would love that, would go freaking crazy for that but it does kind of seem like they're the well i, I shouldn't even say that because we we don't know anything about it but it kind of feels like they have a lot of strong female candidates that they can choose from uh to make the black panther and for me it kind of seems like that would be the smart choice would be to choose one of these like strong female characters um uh, just to kind of have like an even broader representation of like female heroes within marvel so a lot of people are talking about shuri being uh black panther but the only thing is that she, you know, yes, the comic books do have Shuri being the Black Panther, but the comic book Shuri is not the same Shuri as the MCU Shuri. It's a totally different characters, totally different um, paths that they've taken as well. And, you know, Shuri's, I think Shuri's kind of established herself as being like this, you know, really smart tech kind of, you know, um, person without the Tony Stark type of attitude, you know? Uh, or personality, so I, I I don't know if having her the Black Panther would be great. I like the idea of, that you put out that it would be Okoye being Black Panther. That would be kind of dope. I mean, that would be almost a logical step for her of moving up to being the 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 what is it the commander of the, the Dora Milaje to being Black Panther, and then having and I can't remember her name. The other one that's that came out in. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier having her move into uh, Okoye's role, you know, because now that she's been in that show, so I'm wondering if that would work. That would be great because I like your idea of having, I was gonna say having Michonne, having Michonne being over there. Uh, is the show ending already? Yeah, dude. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think the universe is telling us it's time to to end this mess. No, no, not yet, man. You know what's going on? You need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Uh, Dude, I forgot to wrap it up, B. I know. I know. <laughs> wrap it up. False, false, uh, false alarm. There, no, we're not ending the show yet. So uh, I would think. I don't know. know. What do you think, man? Do you, do you want Shuri as the next next Black Panther or? Oh, uh, dude, I am or, so sorry to or, say no. Are you anti-feminist? You just want a guy to be the Black Panther. <laughs> you just want like Martin Freeman to be the Black Panther now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this would be see. that would make the like one of those uh uh what's that guy's name for Chappelle the round of the weird doing that? Freaking Mooney. 
Um, oh, uh, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Yeah, I would make like the whole Last Samurai, Tom Cruise, and like all that stuff comes to mind, dude. If we make Matt Freeman uh, the Black Panther, that would be like Negro Domus would like turn into grave. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Now, Uno, what do you think, man? Dude, I am sorry to say, but what I want to see is. The return of Michael B. Jordan as the Black Panther. Let's be honest, dude. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. But, dude, I come on. Like, Michael B. Jordan stole that movie, dude. He did. And, and you know the thing? Hi, about, auntie. <clears throat> the thing about Michael B. Jordan is that his character, he wasn't wrong. His, he his, wasn't wrong. what he was talking about, he, he, um, you know the oppression of. He made a logic. He made logical sense. He did. He Just, did. He he. I went away. He went around the wrong way about it, and obviously towards the end, he just wanted to, you know, just go after everybody at the end of pretty much everybody who did them wrong. But he he understood the the strife of people like him, so he wanted to go ahead and try to liberate that. So I mean, there was obviously his intention. Uh, or his heart was in the right place, but his intentions were different. So, um, oh man, Michael B. Jordan in that dude. I mean, having him back, you know, now knowing maybe like, uh, dude, I don't know, man. Obviously, how it's gonna be hard to get back when he's got a freaking blade in his heart. So, I don't so know. Brother in Wakanda, dude. They just took some freaking uh, vibranium in that dude. Right. And he's, yeah. He's fine. And he's like, that, I, I would go with that idea only for one thing, one thing only. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, dude. And we can have a little bit of that. It, oh my god. So even good. more. Dude, I'm down. I'm down with that, dude. That would be freaking amazing, bro. Freaking this amazing. This guy is good. Dude, another I one. I think he's gonna make it, bro. I think he's gonna be big. Ludwig? Ludwig's gonna be big. Come on, on Johnny. Ludwig. Oh, he's oh. already big. <laughs> what do you mean Ludwig's gonna make it big, bro? Like that dude's already big. <laughs> I know. That dude is already freaking like every iconic song that you can think of, like within this uh, this century. Bro, if you would do ringtones, I'd pay money for ringtones just for that. They even just create them. There you go. Seriously, dude. Freaking I iconic. Speaking of of uh, Michael B. Jordan, let's segue real quick onto uh, not onto 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 other things that he's been doing. I want to before we jump into the, what you wanted to talk about, Jay, the Amazon movie, uh, Amazon Prime movie without remorse, which is a Tom Clancy story, which I had no idea actually. D- d- you, you said you watched it, right? Yeah. All right. So before we jump into that, real quick. They just put out an article on io9. Um, it's a website that we get a lot of our stuff, good stuff from. They're a good website. And they put out an article about an interview that he did. Uh, this is Michael B. Jordan. That he actually interviewed for, or interviewed, he auditioned for um, for The Force Awakens. Now, it doesn't say it was Finn. He could have been Paul Dameron. It didn't say who he was auditioning, uh, what character he was auditioning. But... Um, he uh, bombed it. He said that he was one of the worst auditions he ever did because they didn't give him enough info. He didn't know what to go off of. And it just didn't, I guess he just bombed it. Can you imagine Michael B. Jordan in the Star Wars universe, bro? Ooh, that would be great. Dude, I mean. You know what, though? 
at the end of the day, like an actor is confined by like the material. And let's be honest, dude, like there wasn't that great material in like the sequels. Bro, but I think though that the the actors that you have though can also to to just to be on the other side of the coin on what you're saying can sometimes dictate what how the character is too. Like, can you imagine him as? Okay, so a lot of things that we're saying were that Finn could have been a Jedi, but they changed that story. They didn't go that route. But you have Michael B. Jordan on there, and, and the physicality that he shows. Don't you think he could probably pull off? being a Jedi and being able to be a Jedi. You know what I mean? So like, I'm wondering if they could have gone that route when they're like, you know what? You know, we, maybe we could go that route with him. I don't know. Who knows? We'll never know because he's not in the movie, but I would have loved to have seen him in the star Wars movie. Yeah. I was going to say, when you kind of mention like Poe, I feel like, no, like, because he, he, like when Jordan does have like a certain charisma and I think like he does have like, a certain way about him, but I think of all the sequels, like the 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 one person who came out like the best of all that was freaking Oscar Oscar Isaac Poe Dameron. Like I think he did like the best that he could with the material that he had as like the one shining positive of that entire like uh, uh, series. Like there is no moment in that movie where like Poe Dameron is not like is whack. Right. Yeah, he is like literally like the best. And every part of, of like that franchise, he's like the best thing that came out of that thing. And maybe like, uh, you know, like the, the the us not hating freaking Adam Driver anymore is probably like a positive too. But uh, but other than that, like I can't see him. I guess it would only be Finn. And I don't know. I don't know if he would. I tell you what. I don't know if he would have brought anything different to that. Or uh, other I tell than you what. One hundred percent for sure. Michael B. Jordan would not be going on camera with a haircut like that for sure, bro. <laughs> like, Michael B. Jordan would be thing. like, yo, I need a lineup. You need to make me look nice. Like, okay, like I might not, you know, this is Star Wars. That's cool, but I need to shoot commercials. I can't be looking like this. Dude, that's I the one thing that I remember Vic look said. Nice. That he, he would always bring up, he's like, yo, they don't got black barbers in Star Wars universe? Like, why is it like my guy look like that? His hair is messed up. I always remember that, dude. Like, the one thing that he came away with. Right, you know? though. <laughs> that, that's a good point. And, and, and would... Michael B. Jordan be playing sort of John like Boyega came out here looking like freaking Floyd Patterson in 1943. Oh my god, dude. No, I, I, I don't see Michael B. Jordan playing too much like what is it? The the um what you call it? Ray! The comedy part portion of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the um oh my god. I lost he, he he yeah, the flustered yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't see him playing that. He's he's too intense to probably doing be playing that part. So speaking of intense, he is in a new uh, Prime uh, Amazon Prime movie called Without Remorse, which again is a Tom Clancy story. Tom Clancy, of course, is known for Jack Ryan, the movies and the TV show, um, and I like that it's it's within the same universe, and so they point out that uh, the. The female, um, like commander of of that uh, unit that Michael B. Jordan's character is in. Damn, look at that! 
Just random garden shears. Just yeah. <laughs> working man, bro. Uh, I forgot the name of the character. Do you, do you remember his character's name? It's John something. Uh, Kelly. John Kelly. And uh, so the unit that John Kelly's in has a female commander. She is the daughter of Jim Greer. Jim Greer being a, a major character in the Tom Clancy books, uh, movies, and the TV show. So that was kind of cool that they there's that connection there. With is it is a daughter or is it because daughter? Think- daughter, because she says that oh I, I knew your father Jim Greer and you know blah 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 and they went into that th- thing but yeah that's what they said right? I remember them saying I knew your uncle oh is it uncle I thought I remember them saying I knew your uncle I thought it was and now that you kind of say that that I, that kind of makes sense uh, well um, they're related somehow they're related to into the whole yeah because her last name is Greer yeah I do remember that um. I thought that it was father, though, which was pretty dope. It could be uncle, but it was they were related for sure. So it was kind of cool. But so, so the movie was I thought was 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 pretty good. It was okay. It was it seemed like really short. Like there was not a lot to it. It, mm. it kind of went by really quick. And uh, but I mean, this might could be Jordan. It's just so such a badass dude. It's just like uh, the things that he does, and I love it because he brings that up in a scene where he says you need a person like me that does the things that he does and goes to the lengths that he goes to. And I'm like, yeah, that fool goes, goes to crazy lengths in the whole movie, dude. But that, 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 I mean, does he though? Does I, I honestly like, Bro, I'm sorry, I haven't I seen it yet. I don't that, know if you finished. That fool rams a, a, a Russian ambassador's car at an airport and then lights it on fire and gets in the car. Yeah. I mean name. like that, that's, that scene was like cool and all that stuff. But like, honestly, like, uh, because there's a like there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where they're like they're like oh like you know who's this guy he's like oh he's a smartass and he's like oh no 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 I'm the smartass he's the badass or something like that and so like they they this is before he actually gets into like any of the action stuff right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so then they have like that little like gunfight battle stuff and he does like this like the stuff with, like a knife and and so like they're making him seem like oh yeah he's capable. But there was nothing in that that like made him like formidable. Where you were looking at him like, oh shoot, like oh, the can prison do this. scene. You can do that. Uh, yeah, but other than that, like that prison like, scene was crazy. But there was like nothing else to me, at least. It didn't seem like I feel like they were, you know, kind of hyping him up to be like, oh shoot, like this is gonna be like freaking John Wick, Jack Reacher type stuff. Like he's just gonna be like relentless and like not let anything like really stop him. But he was like, I, to me, it didn't feel like there was too much of that. Like, I feel like this definitely suffered from what all the other, like, straight to, like, VOD type of, like, movies. It, there's a certain, like, unfinished quality to this movie that is just, I feel like it, like, it wasn't all the way there. Like, they, they, I don't know. A lot of, like, the Netflix movies have that same feeling where it's, like, I don't know if it's just like story or if it's like like budget for like effects or whatever. I don't know, but a lot of them have like that quality of like feeling like eighty percent done, and this one like felt that way to me too. Like it just I, didn't th- feel like it was like finished or like if they were able to like execute everything that they wanted to do, they didn't really get to like do it all. Um, but I definitely yeah. agree with you on that. A lot of these. Uh, movies especially the netflix ones i would say but uh, a lot of these movies have that unfinished or like they had a script I'll tell you why dude go for it go for it but before let me finish real quick they had a they have a script that 
that is like missing something or they're like, oh, this is not a good, good concept. Let's just go from here. And it just kind of feels unfinished. But yeah, you know, what were you going to say? I think the hardest part of the story is the ending. I mean, I'm not an English teacher, but I think that the hardest part of like a story is, is like ending the story. Like Three Frontiers was like that. The Old Guard was like that. I haven't seen this movie yet. Um, I know what I'm in for, though. I'm expecting a Macho Man movie night, you know? Like, I'm not expecting it to be, like, even to the caliber of a Mission Impossible movie or to the caliber of, like, the early Jason Bourne movies. I'm not expecting it to be, like, I'm expecting it to be, like, a movie, like, that the rock stars in, you know, where it's just, like, cool, That was this was fun, like, I saw action, I saw shooting, I saw this. Like, that's what I'm expecting it to be. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but overall, I just think like, you know, what separates even Macho Man movie nights to friend John Wick movies is the way you end. And I haven't seen this movie again, but it's like, I think I'm guessing that just the way you, it ends is either inconclusive or, you know, just too much loose ends. Cause the difference between good and great is the end. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Uno brings up like this podcast. Good night, ladies. Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Uno, just kidding. Uno brings up a really good point, man. I agree with him on that too. Is that uh, he brought up really good examples? The Mission Impossible movies, you know, like Fallout is one of my favorite ones. I think it was great, and and that movie like kind of feels complete, right? You got all these elements, all these parts in the movie, and then the ending is there, right? It's it feels complete. So when you look at some of these, you know, uh, Prime movies and and Netflix movies, they, they feel like unfinished, and a lot of it is the end. You're right. The ending is sort of like slapped on. They're like, oh, let's just put this on here, and, and, and sort of like, really? It's kind of like the third act kind of falls apart. I felt like that with Third Frontier. What was it? Is that what it was called? Uh, Three Frontiers? Oh, Three Frontiers? Or third triple frontier? frontier. Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. That's what it was. So they, they, Damn, sorry, freaking photographic memory. Triple Frontiers felt like that. Right? That brings to the podcast, dude. <laughs> It just felt like the ending was lacking, bro. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we need to move on real quick. But um, the question that we had that we were posing when we were uh, getting ready for the podcast was: Is Michael B. Jordan the legit next movie star right now, or is he just a lower uh, on the totem pole of action stars today? What do you guys think? Uh, I think without a doubt, he is he is the action star, dude. We already got Creed 1 and 2. Um, we just talked about him stealing Black Panther. I think he's it's still kind of early on in his career. Like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, it's still early on in his career. Like, this is kind of like asking is Bruce Willis, like, the guy in, like, 1994? Like, I feel like that's what we're doing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like I think I think the great things lie ahead, you know. I don't I think like with with Tom Clancy movies, right? With Tom Clancy stories, I should say. We've seen them turn into series. Like it's not a Jack Ryan 1, it's a Jack Ryan 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 20. Um and I think we we might see more of, you know, the Kelly characters movies in the future. I don't, I don't know. But then, I mean, come on, dude. Like, the guy, I mean, he made Alexa sexy, dude. Like, I wanted to throw out my HomePod, which I love, which I love, which I die for. <laughs> not not a speaker, a HomePod. 
um but like you know it, like that alexa commercial was like hilarious right but it's like i feel like you know um even there there there's serious roles where he, it's like oh my god ask is this oscar worthy right like i think he's a he's He's an actor that will eventually see win an Oscar. And he's an actor who still has iconic roles in front of him. We just talked about like, oh my God, what if he was in a Star Wars movie? Oh my God, right? Like how would he change it just by by him being him? So yeah, man. I mean, we haven't even seen him step into the like the DC universe, which there's buzz about. We haven't seen him in Star Wars. We haven't seen him in, in like, a, like a, a standout movie, like his own, well, actually Creed. Um, but yeah, man, I mean... Boys just getting started. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that one. I just feel like this one, like, this one just, like, wasn't it. Like, it just wasn't the one that is going to propel him into, like, stardom. Obviously, like you said, he already has the Creed movies under his belt, um, which kind of have done that for him already. But just, like, moving into, like, real, like, action films, like, you know, shoot em up type stuff. Like this one, and I think what it, what happened was that because it is a Tom Clancy thing, I think it wanted to take itself like a little too serious and like kind of balance out like the 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 um, like espionage and like thriller aspects of it with like the action, and it just kind of like got muddled up in the middle, and it just like it it couldn't really decide like what it wanted to be, like whether it wanted to be just a straight up like action movie or like an action thriller espionage type of thing um so yeah i i do think that like he is in like a prime position uh to continue to be like our future action star um uh and, and like you know we kind of see what like the rock now he's continuing to make like action movies after action movies after action movies so like i could see this dude having like a long career of like just making like action movies if he wants uh but yeah he just has a certain like intensity to him that puts him like on a different level too right like he just he can do a lot of different things so uh yeah so i think i think the i think bigger and better are in store for him in the future and i think he is kind of like headed towards that trajectory at the moment so we'll see where he ends up yeah he's yeah, definitely and go ahead. he yeah and he's 15 years younger than the rock dude so if you add 15 yeah. years to his career what's he gonna do you know what i mean yeah that's very yeah, very sure. good point very good point i'm sure that There'll be something that will just—I mean, he's a—he's a—he's a movie star already, but I'm sure you know he'll have that one vehicle that will just, just propel him into the atmosphere of action stars and stuff. So, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and he was great as Killmonger, man. You can't just can't forget that he was amazing in that too. So. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Right? <clears throat> All right, let's jump into the pick of the week. Pick of the week. And. Oh my God, dude! Uno has been just like chomping at the bit because we've been wanting to talk about this. So I'm gonna give him the first pick here. Uno, tell us about the show that you've been like just yelling out the whole time. Atori Hanso, Yasuke Oba Nobunaga, Sake Katana. Soy sauce, spicy tuna. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, first of all, um, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Mitch, who has his own podcast. And it's called, damn, I forgot his, his oh, podcast. Man. That's a great friend. So Cade. His podcast is called So Cade. S-O, comma, K-A-I. 
IDE. But he put me on to this. He said, yo, like this Yasuke uh, show coming to Netflix is going to be fire. And he mm. was right. And I'm watching it. It's a true story, bro. Fire. Based on a true story. Damn, Jay, that's where I was going. <laughs> so this is a true story, as Javian already freaking revealed, about a freaking actual, like, uh, African slave who was brought to Japan and parlayed his way from being, like, the slave to an Italian missionary to being a commander for a Japanese, like, obviously Japanese, a samurai. Like actual commander for a samurai, actual samurai. Um, it's a anime style, and I'm not an anime fan to begin with. Like I like Sailor Moon, and that's it. And I only watched Sailor Moon because I was like 12. Um, like <laughs> it's like because the hormones, like the hormone food. You could have said like any other anime. Yeah, no, bro. Yeah. Sailor Moon. That's Sailor it, bro. Sailor Moon. <laughs> like I watched Sailor Moon. That's it. Freaking Did not get into the Dragon Ball Z thing. Whatever. Um, but um, so it's an anime and it's really good. Also, like it's voiced by like Lakeith Washington is the like Keith Yasuke. <laughs> You're just making up everybody. You're just doing it on, on purpose, fool. <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> Lakeith Washington. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> We've had okay. pirate DVDs. Let's review Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. Uh, Terry, Terry Smith. <laughs> And freaking Lakeith Washington. Lakeith Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, go ahead. Lakeith Stanfield. I'm telling you, bro, this is right. the cast right. to the bootleg, like, uh, untouchable. Exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm sorry that I got my DVDs from freaking Tacos El Pepe, but <laughs> that's what it is, all right? So anyway, and then the other thing, which I really dig, is that the soundtrack is by Flying Lotus and Thundercat, um, who are like spectacular artists. And they're the artists behind what Kendrick Lamar is putting out. Like they're the guys who inspired Kendrick Lamar to freaking win Pulitzer Prizes and Grammys. But um, amazing. I love it. Check it out. Yasuke. On Netflix. All right, dude. All episodes available right there. Jay, do you have a, a recommendation? Yeah, do uh, Blood <clears throat> on the Floor by Thundercat. Fire, dude. If you guys haven't heard that, it's a dope. Uh, and he's like, he's a bass player too. So, Jeff, you'll love it. Uh, uh, he's like, has like a 20 string bass or something that's ridiculous. Uh, but my recommendation Wait, is. Is, that, is he on Spotify or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look up Thundercat. You'll, you'll find him. Um, he is, it's funny too. Cause like, I think in that video, uh, for blood on the, I think it's blood on the floor. Uh, it's like based on like a samurai or like, it's like a samurai guy who like loses his arm. He can't take care of his family. It's all this crazy stuff. It's, it's a crazy video. Anyways, my pick of the week of kids, of course, is for the kids. So on Netflix also, there's a new Sony animation movie called, uh, the Mitchells versus the machines. Um, and if you guys haven't seen like the trailers for this, this is like, it, it is again, an, like another step in the anim like animation evolution uh, that Sony animation is doing. Obviously Sony animation are the ones who did uh, Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. So they're the ones who like digitally 
uh, animated the movie and then like physically like drew over it to give like that cool effect that that movie has. So this movie, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, has that same kind of like animation style to it, uh, but it's like totally unique. And it's like if you guys watch it, it's it's such a crazy like uh, it is a a overstimulating experience to watch it. But it is like all in all like an amazing movie again for me as a father of a daughter this like the main premise of this is like a father recon reconciling with his daughter before she leaves to like film school but then the machines kind of these machines take over you know are, are beginning to take over the world and so this family kind of helps to like stop the you know robot apocalypse or whatever um but you know there's just that the there's like that, that macro story, but then there's like that micro story that kind of like holds this family together and all the little things that they have to do to kind of like keep themselves uh, uh, as a family unit. And so, so it's an incredible movie. So if you guys get a chance to watch it, again, it's on Netflix. It is like, it is good to watch with the family, with your kids. Uh, your kids, if they're like Hazel, like my daughter, they're gonna love it. Cause it's again, just like an overstimulating like visual experience. There's just stuff happening like all the time. Uh, which I'm sure probably isn't okay for her. Um, she's probably gonna be jacked up later on uh, when she becomes like, I don't know if she's gonna be like a fully functioning adult because of the stuff that she watches now, <laughs> but it's all good, dude. Uh, but she's having fun now, so that's all that matters. But uh, that's a good movie. So uh, Mitchell's, Mitchell's versus the, the Machines. machines. Mitchell versus Machines. Let's continue with the Netflix recommendations, guys. If you guys have not watched Shadow and Bone, you need to watch Shadow and Bone. Ooh. That show is great. It's based on some novels written, like, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, and uh, it, it's sort of like, <laughs> it's almost like if uh, Avatar was done right. Because it has, like, people who can bend air and fire and wind. But, um, so, it's it's just amazing, bro. It's it's really It's really cool. So, there's, like... A group of people called the Grisha who have like all these powers, but they're you know they're like different types of powers that people have. They're like I said, can bend air, fire, well, uh, not bend. I'm saying that because it sounds like Avatar, but like control it. But they also have people who can control like the body itself, like down to appearance, uh, to um, uh, how fast your heart beats. It's just crazy, dude. It's really good. So they're like pro uh, people who are. <clears throat> Uh, afraid of these people, uh, but there's uh, I'm like going way too much into the weeds into the show, but it's really good. But the best part of the show is that the show has two arcs, right? The people who are the Grisha, and then there's another arc they call the Crows. And just think about like Ocean's Eleven slash Lord of the Rings slash uh, whatever other fantasy thing you want to put in there. They're like a heist group within this fantasy world, and it's like they—it's they, just crazy. These—that's the best part of it of the show is this group called the Crows who do their heist stuff, and it's really—I don't know—I just really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So, check check it out, dude. It's it's called uh, Shadow and Bone. It's on Netflix. You gotta watch it. And then just uh, in um, uh, what do you call it when it's not the main one? Um, uh, oh my god. I'm losing the uh, term for it. No, I can't remember the term. Not for the main it. one. I I just lost the term for it. I I'm sorry. But the other uh, recommendation I have, real quick, is Invincible on Amazon Prime, guys. Oh yeah, that's great. 
Invincible. Oh, yeah. The, the, it, it is an animated show like none you've watched before, guys. There is. I agree. It is. It is really good, but bro, animated show with like loads amount of gore in it. It's just if you've never seen a superhero Superman type guy punch through a guy's face, this is where you're gonna see it. It's pretty insane. And the show, the voice cast, Stephen Yoon is the main character in this. You have uh, what's his name? Uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Walton Goggins. Walter, Walton Goggins. His character is dope, too. His voice acting in that is great, too. So check out okay. Invincible. It's on Amazon Prime. All the episodes. No, actually. You didn't, you didn't mention the best one, dude. Freaking Jason Manzoukas is in this oh, movie. Oh, that's he's right. Amazing. He's great uh, in this. Rex Blode. That was so good. Yes, Rex Blode, dude. That's a freaking <laughs> crazy name. Rex Blode. Dude, this show is crazy. It is like you've never seen before, bro. It just will blow you away. It's really, really great. So, um, uh, does Yasuke have like crazy gore in it too, dude? You know? <laughs> yes, yes, it totally does. It is a bloodbath, dude. It, it makes me feel like licking my katana sword, dude. dude do, do not lick your katana sword, bro. Cut your tongue. <laughs> There it is, guys. Those are our recommendations for this week. Our pick of the week, dude. Yasuke Uno recommends Yasuke J. Mitchell and the Mich- Mitchell versus the Machines and Shadow and Bone and Invincible. Guys, go watch it. You guys will be busy this weekend if you guys start watching these shows. It would be uh, awesome if you guys go ahead and uh, check these out. That's the end of our show, guys. We got to wrap this up. We thank you so much for being with us on this new episode of The Beta Report. Don't forget to check out our website, thebetareport.com. You can check out all, not just the current episode, but all older episodes down to the first one, down to the very beginning. You can check out all our episodes. Check out our social media at The Beta Report as well. And uh, we hope to see you guys next week with a brand new episode. And hopefully Uno can make it two episodes in a row. What? Can we? Can it happen? I don't know, guys. Let's keep our expectations low. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Let's not have a WandaVision experience. No, I guess not, dude. All right. For the main report, this is the con. This is Jake. This is Uno. And this is the main report. Later, guys. Later.